This is the Cross of Gracious and Church Sermon Podcast. On February 26, 2020, we gathered to worship on Ash Wednesday. Pastor Aaron Stamper preached on Jesus' teachings concerning almsgiving, prayer, fasting, and treasures as presented in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 1 through 6 and 16 through 21. Jesus says, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you go and pray, do so in your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but only by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of our Lord. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior Jesus the Christ, and the Holy Spirit who unites us in faith. Amen. To begin my message this evening, I would like to share a poem, but written by Jan Richardson, titled Blessing the Dust. This is a poem that my wife came across this week, and she passed it on to me, knowing that I was writing a sermon for this week and could use any inspiration that she saw fit. Feel free to follow along. Uh, Some of you, most of you, I think, had a bookmark included in your bulletin. Uh, If you did not get one, there'll be more printed and available. Blessing the Dust. All those days you felt like dust, like dirt, as if all you had to do was turn your face toward the wind and be scattered to the four corners, or swept away by the smallest breath as insubstantial. Did you not know what the Holy One can do with dust? This is the day we freely say, We are scorched. This is the hour we are marked by what has made it through the burning. This is the moment we ask for the blessing that lives within the ancient ashes that makes its home 
inside the soil of this sacred earth. So let us be marked not for sorrow, and let us be marked not for shame. Let us be marked not for false humility or for thinking we are less than we are, but for claiming what God can do within the dust, within the dirt, within the stuff of which the world is made, and the stars that blaze in our bones, and the galaxies that spiral inside the smudge we bear. This beautiful poem addresses the sense of frailty that so many of us feel. Forces in our world conspire to make us feel ashamed of our frailty. So we try to sweep it under the proverbial rug. We are taught to present ourselves as strong, tireless, independent people who can overcome any obstacle by sheer determination and hard work. We are praised for our accomplishments and encouraged on all sides to be more, to accumulate more, to do more, to earn more. So allow yourself to imagine just how different the world would look if it were organized not around the Nike slogan of just do it, but around the humble admission, I just can't do it. Imagine a world where people are free to be honest and vulnerable, scared, with their needs on full display. Just imagine if the world looked more like what is happening across the world in Christian churches on this Ash Wednesday. Because on this day, the Christian church reaches into the world's misguided attempts at self-reliance, positive thinking, judgment of self and others, and tendency to ignore pain and jockey for positions of power. On this day, the church reminds us that it is okay to feel insubstantial as dust, as though the slightest breeze or breath will scatter us into the wind. It's okay to feel as insubstantial as dust because that is exactly what we are. And as the poet declares, did you not know what the Holy One can do with dust? Every good and glorious gift in our universe is built of the same building blocks of matter. Let's just call it dust for our purposes this evening. The blazing sun, the majestic mountain, the singing bird, the lover's touch, the beating heart, the newborn child, the wrinkled hands of a grandmother. All is dust. All is a gift. On Sunday mornings here at Cross of Grace, over the last few weeks, we've been having an adult forum exploring a book by a Franciscan by the name of Richard Rohr. The book's titled The Universal Christ. And one of his points that has generated a fair amount of fruitful discussion is his insistence that Christ is in everything. 
every drop of water, every plant, every animal, every rock formation, every person. It's all Christ. Now, this statement has a tendency to offend us when we think that we're special. That is, when we assume that our ability to think, to reason, to invent, that it somehow makes us more godlike than the rest of creation. The idea that Christ is in everything takes center stage on Ash Wednesday. As our worship is undergirded by the awareness that we are all dust. Everything is dust and that God is able to do amazing things from the dust that was created, loved, and destined for a beautiful eternity in God's loving care. On this day, the church reminds all who will listen that it is okay to feel as insubstantial as dust, as though the slightest breeze or breath will scatter us into the wind. It's okay to feel as insubstantial as dust because that is exactly what we are. And it is okay to feel as insubstantial as dust because, as it turns out, dust is anything but insubstantial. The season of Lent calls us to put aside all of our strivings, our judgments, All those things we use to set ourselves over and against others. When Jesus invites his followers to engage in spiritual disciplines, such as almsgiving, prayer, fasting, and living lives of simplicity, he takes great care to warn against using these disciplines as measures of success or pursuits that make us better than those who are not engaging in those disciplines. The spiritual disciplines are only ever meant to be invitations to awaken us to the reality of God's presence in our lives. Giving away your money. Fasting from food and drink. Praying. These are not tricks designed to make God appear out of nowhere in your life. God is already there. Instead, these disciplines help to eliminate the voices and the impulses that would otherwise keep us from recognizing God's presence in our lives. So over the next five weeks, I would invite you to return here on Wednesday evenings for our midweek worship services as we explore various spiritual disciplines that will help you feel and open your eyes to God's presence and promise in your life. Each worship service will include liturgy, music, teaching, and a space for you to practice a discipline, such as the spiritual act of reading scripture, or fasting, or varieties of prayer, meditation, as well as the practice of reconciliation. We will engage with these disciplines in the public space of worship, but not for the purpose or intention of leading others to think more highly of us for being an outstanding Christian. Now, God loves us because we are dust, not because we're religious. 
And the reason we embark on this journey of discipleship is because that is how we come to feel and understand God's love for us. And once we understand God's love for us, then we can more adequately share God's love for others. So may this Lenten season, these coming 40 days, be a time where you can bring your weakness and frailty before God and others. And expect God to be there. Expect to feel God's loving embrace in return. So I'll leave you this evening with another poem by Jan Richardson titled, Will You Meet Us? Will you meet us in the ashes? Will you meet us in the ache? And show your face within our sorrow and offer us your word of grace. That you are life within the dying. That you abide within the dust. That you are what survives the burning. That you arise to make us new. And in our aching, you are breathing. And in our weeping, you are here. Within the hands that bear your blessing, enfolding us within your love. Amen.